In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales gets preachy. To all of you readers out there who say, I wish I could just get paid to read, fuck off. You because don't. Because the minute you, it becomes a job, it loses all of its joy. Welcome back to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and this week I reread. What did we read? Oh, A Curious Beginning. In your fucking book. That's what we read. <laughs> your book that you picked and decided to torture me with. That's what we decided on. That's that's what went down here. Torture becomes the tortured. God, I didn't. I mean, it's not the worst one we read. I don't think anything's going to top Aragon at this point. No, but, but oh, I didn't like this book. Anyway, I'm Kales, and I read it. For, I read A Curious Beginning for the first time, and the last. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Um, okay. So, welcome to Novels Predictions. This is basically a podcast where two friends decide to torture each other um, with books that they haven't read. The idea is that one of us uh, picks a book that they have read that they presumably enjoy. Yeah, um, I love this book, and I still do. Yeah, I'm glad you do. <laughs> um, uh, pick a book that they love and that the other one has not read and force them to read it. Our first episode is an episode of predictions where we get to read the first five or six chapters or so and try and predict what happens in the book and then fail miserably. Yeah. And that's where the second episode comes in where we see after uh, one of us has read the book for the first time, the other one has reread it, if we were anywhere close to the predictions. And in this case, spoiler alert, I wasn't. You got a couple little I things, right? I did get right. little things, right? So, and I actually uh, had the forethought this time for the first time to write down your predictions. <gasps> Look at you being smart. Yeah, so what? we can actually reference them instead of being like, I wonder what you said before. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're getting better at this podcasting thing, I think. Um, <laughs> I think we're highly entertaining. And if you think we're highly entertaining, you should uh, subscribe to Novel Predictions. You should follow us on Instagram and Twitter and and I was in the middle of an intro, and Sorry. Allison decided to just go and fucking drop a spoon. But I was trying tea right now to make it not make noise on the cup. And yeah, then... no, it just was like ding, and just like totally just spiked just start on the over. It's fine, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I was trying to get people to follow us um, on social media at Novel Prediction and on Instagram and Twitter. Allison does some great social media posts there, and you should subscribe to this channel and give us five stars and ratings. And if you're new to podcasting. Um, sorry you hear that intro in every podcast you listen to because ratings matter so um, thank you to those who have rated and thank you to those who continue to listen prepare for some major humiliation on my part do you have anything to add is there anything you want to <laughs> you want to dive into this book and why why you fucking made me read a curious beginning by deanna rayborn so yeah so this month we read uh curious beginning by deanna rayborn why did i make you read this book because i love this book and that's one reason the other reason i made you read it specifically was it's a mystery and you always claim that you can call the twists and mysteries okay and i will say that this one i'm gonna be a baby about because Uh i got jack shit information there was no i had a murder and that was it that's a mystery novel welcome to mysteries okay i'm sorry but like what mystery happened was in chapter six it was like starting the book from chapter one you know what i mean there was like no hints no i got nothing they didn't even start fucking investigating the mystery 
until they got back to London after the goddamn circus. I'm sorry, I got nothing. And I'm going to be a baby about it this entire podcast, but that there was no evidence. And once I started getting evidence, it was easier. I was still not right. Uh huh. <laughs> but fuck that shit. Yeah, okay. Except for if you were go- to go back and read it again, then you would see that there are Easter eggs throughout the first five or six chapters. Fuck that. There are. That's sure how mystery right. novels I'm were. Bitter. I'm just bitter. <laughs> I'll let you stew in your bitter. That's fine. Ugh, God. So, um, what did you think rereading this book? I like. I enjoyed it just as much as before. I again am a character-driven person, and so this the characters in this book are fucking delightful. I would agree with that. I do. I do agree. I I even said that in my Goodreads review when I read this book I absolutely loved both characters I liked them their quips they were enjoyable their personalities it was very reminiscent to me of Soulless by Gail Carriger and I really enjoyed that but nothing fucking happened to them and I was just the whole time I was like this is really boring (laughs) but again I'm not a character driven person you are I am but sorry keep going as to what you liked about it the second time around so um because it's only your second time rereading it, right? right? Yeah. yeah, this is only the second time I've read it. I read it probably a year and a half ago. So it's been it's a pretty recent in terms of like our history of rereads for this podcast. But I liked it um, mostly because of the characters, because I think they're hilarious. And I think some of the situations that they get into because of their weird, like, denial of society's expectations are pretty hilarious. Also, I just, from, like, a perspective of what makes me keep reading this book is, like, the little side conversations that have nothing to do with the, like, thread of the book. Like, um, I was just listening to it today to finish it because I had family here all week and didn't have a chance to read. No, we did it over a Thanksgiving break, which is totally reasonable that you were, like, rushing at the last minute because I finished it before the holidays. You just had to wait until after. But you were also on vacation, and, like, I was on vacation, and it just was... Yeah, so I was was rushing to finish it today, but... That's um, why I'm not sick anymore, guys. The last episode, it sounded like I had a frog in my throat or had nothing in my throat. And now I don't (laughs) sound that way. Um, But there's a conversation that, like, Veronica and, and Stoker have... When he's trying to go to sleep and she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, how do you like deal with not having sex all the time? Like, I'm really struggling at all these things. And it's he's so scandalized and it's hilarious. And then eventually he gives her a straight answer, which is makes it all the better that he's not Cold just per- water permanently scandalized. Cold fucking water. I was yeah. like, really? <laughs> OK. Tell that to a guy when he's got blue balls. I don't think Cold it's the water. blue balls problem. I think it's a like you're horny and therefore that makes sense there's no there has been nobody to make your balls blue (laughs) in this instance but yeah so like those kind of conversations really make this book for me um because again i love character development it's one of my biggest draws and i i can concede that not a lot of action happens in this book but there is like enough for me to pull me through. And I, I mean, I've read all the books in this series and I will continue to read them as they come out. So. Well, and I think that's, to me, I'm more of a balanced reader in that I like good characters, but I need something to happen to them. I mentioned in the last podcast, I hate slice of life plays and I can't stand this just like we're trapezing around. 
I'm not gonna lie to you, that entire circus section could have been cut. Biggest, biggest waste of time throughout the whole, it was entertaining as hell, but biggest waste of time ever. Because the minute they got back to London, it was like, oh, now here's the plot. Oh, mystery again. I figured it out. Oh, and we're not really running from the law? Because why didn't we, why did we escape to the circus in the first place and not to the friend's house? I I just, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. It's fine. Um, So I did not like this book as evidenced by my exasperation. Um, Again, I concede that I like the characters. Veronica and Stoker were great. They were funny and hilarious and the conversations between the two of them were great. In terms of the adventure that they went on, I didn't give three shits about it. I just didn't care. I was like, I would have much rather seen them doing something more exciting. A lot of it was just like, not even, it didn't even feel cerebral. It just kind of felt like they were just trapezing along and it was like, oh, we're going to get kidnapped. And then, oh, but we really, it's not, there's not really that many stakes because we're not actually going to kill you. And still nobody would tell her what was going on. I think that was the other hard part that I was having. I was like, at this point and this time, everybody understands that like she does not know what the big fucking secret is and why everyone's after her. Why, like we're keeping it a secret for so fucking long. And it's just like, I don't understand I just, it was like nothing important was happening until the very, very end. And then even then, I, that one I did call, I will say just like in my own head was like, that's not real. She's not really, he's not really burning the papers. It's, they're not real papers. Yeah. It's fine. That's obvious. Um, and I just didn't like how the, how nonchalant all the police were about it all and how, um, I just was really bored. I kept reading it, hoping that it would get better. And I just kept being really, really bored and just uncaring. And I mean, yeah, they were fun characters. I think I would have given it a one star if they hadn't been entertaining, but I totally just gave it a two out of five stars and was like, I don't really get why I'm reading this. And I would have DNF'd it had I not been forced to read it, continue, like, continue to read it. I would have been done. And I'm breaking Allison's heart. You fine. are kind of breaking my heart because I love this book. And like, I get that it's not, it's, well, first of all, it's an adult book. Yeah. It's not YA. It's not paced like YA really is at all. Um, I do get that there are like lulls in the story. But I think in terms of adult fiction, it's not like I've and this is not going to make it sound great. No, but like okay. I've read worse books that have a lot more lulls in the story and have yeah. a lot more sections that are like useless. Um, but see, what's funny to me, though, is that, like, I almost loved the characters enough to be like, okay, maybe it gets better. And, like, in my head, I don't, she, I think she's written a bunch of other books, she too. She has, yeah. And so, in my head, though, I was like, because you told me that the romance, you know, wasn't going to happen in this book and that people were kind of just learning how things go. And now that we've kind of established who Victoria is, she's Veronica. Like, sorry, fuck, sorry. Um, who t- she's like the daughter of Victoria is why she's like in the fucking royal she's family. She's the daughter That's the of Prince Charles. Yes, something Edward. I don't know the royalty from the eighteen hundreds. Forgive me. Sorry, I don't either. <laughs> um, but I think to its credit, when I finished the book, I was kind of like okay, well, where's the rest of it? That's what it, that's more, I guess, what it felt like, is that, like, I wanted more. Because I wanted more of the characters, and I wanted yeah. more to happen to them, but what I was given was not enough for me. And so I was just kind of like, meh. 
And I can see that. I feel like... Does that make more sense? Yeah. Because, again, it's not that I disliked them. I really did. I thought their adventures were great. I even loved the professor and how he was like, come catalog my museum. <laughs> He's and like super you, crazy. you all can keep working together because you're like secretly in love, but no one's going to say anything. And, <laughs> and that's how I picture he talks in my head. And That's kind of how he sounds in the audiobook. Is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, you know, and the circus was kind of cool, but it was like, I just wanted more to happen to them. Okay. And like... I wanted more adventure than just this, like, because it just, again, kept felt like we were revealing secrets, but right. nothing was happening to them. But now that all the secrets have been revealed... Things can happen. Things can happen. I can see that. it sounds like yeah. it, it felt very much like the prologue to a more epic... Which, I mean, it is. It's the first book in a series that's ongoing. Um, and, and I do n- maybe think that that's a hallmark of her writing style, is that the first book is truly introductory. Right. That's that's very much what it felt like. And it sets up the here relationship. Are all the things. Yes. And it felt like we were setting up this awesome duo of mystery people. Like, you know, cuz cuz Sir Arthur Conan Doyle didn't give us an introduction about how Holmes and Watson met when he wrote the first Holmes and Watson. Right. Mystery. This feels like what would that introduction have been? Does that make sense? Cuz yeah. they two together are a great pair. And it's really fun. But, but, but what, what else? Give me something else. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm trying to remember the plot of the second book. Um, in terms of story. And I thought, I lied to you because I thought that they gave you a lot more of um, Stoker's backstory no, in this they book don't. they don't give you they hint a lot but they don't give you very much no and i was shocked because I, I thought like, they did because i told you i said i think you get a complete story from about him and, and we, we don't. don't and i was that's another thing is i was like what actually fucking happened in the amazon i still don't know yeah and so it's it's those things like it felt like the first season of a of a of a tv show that's gonna get better like person rack or something you know what i mean it just it, and for me as a as a reader it was like, I'm not quite there. And so, and even when I was doing my rating, I tossed and turned over like two stars, three stars, and I kind of hate that. But because I was like, wow, Michaela, you really do want to read more, but you but you didn't like this one. So that's why I was really struggling with it. So maybe it should have been a three stars, but I was also like, I don't know. I just, I struggled with what I was given. Yeah. Well, and I think, so the Stoker's, Stoker's, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Story. Just in case I read it. Okay. Because, see, that's the thing. Is you're like, I hate this book. But then you're like, but maybe I'll keep reading. Well, that, that's like, why, but that's why I'm struggling. Can't I hate this book, but still love I mean, you absolutely can, obviously. Yeah. But it's just funny to me, like, how vehemently you're currently hating this book. But also, like, but I really want to know what happens. Right. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying is that it's like... The, you were right in that the characters are it's brilliant. It's super character-driven. The characters are so awesome. Yeah. And they all are. I don't think there's a single character in that book that I'm like, this character is dull. Yeah. Even, like, the secret police Yeah, dude. even Mornaday, who is, yeah. like, a continuous, constant, like, poking Veronica being like, I like you. And she's like, fuck off, dude. Like, it's kind of creepy. But... <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying is that like, it's a developing thing. And you didn't didn't like this story. I didn't like, Sure. I also am not a big fan of the whole, like, I'm a princess bullshit, which I'm going to go off for a hot second. Who the fuck would have guessed 
that my prediction for Poison Study was going to be more fucking correct for this goddamn book than it was going to be for Poison Study. Yeah, that's hilarious. What the actual fuck? That's so... Ah! <laughs> so mad when i was reading it and it finally revealed she was a goddamn princess i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me so listeners you need to go back and listen to our poison study episode when i which is the last book that allison gave me before the hate you give and i give this whole big long thing where she's like some hidden goddamn princess who's got like some secret chosen one powers and she's gonna like ruin the monarchy no bullshit it's and this there's a pro- there's book. a rebellion that wants her as a figurehead yes and that's <laughs> this goddamn motherfucking book oh i'm so mad minus all the magic <sighs> <laughs> well yeah so okay so that's did you realize that I didn't I actually. I didn't. You didn't? No. That's literally all I could think about the whole time I was reading this book when it revealed that she was the, the heir to the throne. I was like, you've got to be fine. The whole time, I'm like, what? <laughs> I should have saved that prediction. So, yes. Yeah, and this book leaves a lot, because she, like, is leading you into the other ones, it leaves a lot unknown. Like, we don't know who the mystery female or- orchestrator of her right. fate is, like, of whoever's trying to cover up her existence. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We still don't know about Joker's past and his wife yeah. and who she is because she's still alive and she's still around. Oh, I have no doubt she's going to come back. And I have no doubt that, like, at some point, Veronica is going to meet the prince. Is going to meet yeah. her dad. Like, right. that's a thing. Because even though we burned the papers and burned the proof, this woman still exists and is still technically a threat. Well, and she still has them. Like, they didn't actually burn them. Right. And, and he was like, are you going to get rid of them? And she was like, not now. Not now. Yeah. Well, she'd be dumb to do that. Right. But it's like, that's what I'm saying, is that it didn't even feel like a first season of a TV show. It almost felt like a pilot. <laughs> it's like, here's I can all see this that. information. Now go on. And I was like, well, I really hated this pilot, but I really like the characters. What You know, that's where I'm at with it. Okay. I get that. I can, I can respect that. Because I think... Yeah. I, they're, I'm just so endeared with the characters that I think I will, like, kind of give them any thing yeah. <laughs> just to keep reading about them and their interactions and no and i can i can see that and i can respect that because when you fall in love with characters like if you think about it all crime tv shows are are the exact same motherfucking thing which is different characters yeah and it's like and i love the criminal minds over ncis um do you like you know they all have the same structure. It's like, do you like Abby or do you like Garcia? And it's like, you know, which which leading male do you like the most? You know, it, that's how it goes. And it's, but it's the same plotline. Sitcoms are the same way. You can track actually the patterns of sitcom episodes and see like, oh, here's the episode where dad doesn't like the boyfriend or something. You know, you can track them. And Disney Channel does it. They recycle the same things, but yeah. it's just different characters. Um, and arguably, you could say that all stories are that way. Right. And people do make that argument. So I understand that character is important. I think I just also, from my background and my life of being a pacing person, like things to go a little bit faster and have a little bit more happen. It just also felt like there was no real consequences. I don't know. I just, I never also felt like their lives were in danger. It sounds dumb, but I was like, they're not going to die. Like there was no worry like to me it wasn't ever a big threat that something was going to happen to them i do also think that this book can fall not quite but almost into a cozy mystery category um because there is of course like the 
threat of being arrested. There's the threat of these things. But like you said, there's no real sense of immediate danger. Mm -hmm. Um, And even and all the death in it is pretty like off screen. Yeah, very distant. So I'm not I don't think that it would technically be a cozy mystery, but I could see it appealing to people who like cozy mysteries. Yeah, for sure. So did I break your heart a little less? A little bit. The fact that you don't <laughs> want me to spoil the other things make gives me some hope that maybe you'll read them. Well, and that's the thing more. is that I've been finding more in my life and taking a page out of your book of reading to take a bit of a break because I've yeah. been finding that in my life reading is now very much a part of my job. Yep. Like a huge part of my job. And to all of you readers out there who say, I wish I could just get paid to read, fuck off. You because don't. Because the minute you, it becomes a job, it loses all of its joy. And I was really struggling with that when I got in this new position in the bookstore because my opinion really matters and they like have awards and things for people who write reviews and indies next best list and they're and bringing in authors and that's like a huge part our opinions really do have say in books and their success so i read a lot i'm at 113 books this year and only i think 11 or 12 of those are graphic novels or poetry and i track those because of page counts and shit but you you kind of lose that and so i've been reading more light romance or um historical yeah, romance. romance or like these cozy mysteries you know what i mean like yeah. something like this to me fluffy I and would... fun and and wholesome exactly so this is something that like i can see me picking up the next one when i need a brain break from whatever thing i'm reading that can just be an enjoyable read um like i just finished the first test of dare and it was like yes <gasps> I know all the squeals and if I you say I like the governess game better. I, really, I still haven't read the governess game. See, I think I just liked the two characters better. Okay. Well, that happens. Yeah. So I, it had nothing to do with the writing. I rated them the same, but like the two, the two characters in that one, I just liked a little bit more. Um, you haven't read Sarah McLean yet. McLean. No. She's next. Well, yeah. And I think I've decided that uh, historical romance is my favorite. I'm not a big fan as much as the modern romance. I Me think either. I, I don't care. Because I, I can, like, pretend it's in some fantasy land. Yeah. Like, if they're modern and there's, like, cell phones and shit, I'm like, oh, God, you guys are stupid. No, it's not the same. But so, like, that's what I'm saying. My point was, this is something that I can see me... Being a brain break. Being a brain break. And and that's why, like, I've been trying to be more generous about my ratings. Because I used to never rate fluff higher than three stars. And now I just said, fuck it. Like, I enjoyed this book. I did that. I used to do that too. I just flipped everybody off. So. I used to do that too. I would only rate like the books I was had a secret kernel of shame for enjoying. Mm-hmm. You know those romance and fluffy books. Um, I never rated them more than three stars. And now I'm just like, you know what? This book was fucking good, and it deserves five stars. Like <laughs> that's the thing. And and so I've been trying to be a little bit more generous with yeah. my ratings because who the fuck cares? Yeah. Honestly. You know, I... Really, and those authors do a great job. They they deserve... Exactly. They recognition. Do. And it makes me feel better. And it's been able to make me enjoy reading a little bit more. So it doesn't feel so much like a have to. Because a lot of the times it does. Especially when I have authors coming and I'm 
and I'm hosting the author events and stuff, I feel like, oh, fuck, you need I to have read to the read book. it. It feels like school again. Like, the books you read in school, you don't enjoy because you have to read them. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that whole phrase of if I wish I just could get paid to read is a complete and utter bullshit lie. I, I think it's stupid. I think it takes a really special person to do that all the time. Yeah, and also I would and like to, not me. I would like to point out that um, that's something that we share in our job as a as a librarian and yeah. you as a bookstore person who we get quote paid to read except for that we're reading all this off hours. Yes, exactly. We're not actually getting paid to read. We're no. we're working, doing what we need to do, and then spending another you know twenty or thirty hours a week reading for the job. So exactly. It's so true because no, actually I'm not getting paid to sit and read at my desk. No. I don't get paid to do that. We don't have time for that. I need, if I'm going to be in conversation with Alex McDermott, which I did do, I needed to read The Ninth Hour, which is a really fucking depressing book that starts off with a suicide in the 1930s in New York. Like, I'm not going to pick that up. I loved it. It was great. It ended up being actually really, really good. But that's what I'm saying is that like, in order to have a right conversation with her and be able to perform my job accurately... I'd read this book. Yeah. But I must have spent 20 hours reading it off. Right. Off time. So that's our little rant about. <laughs> yeah, I think we just went on a huge rant the other day. You want to get into my predictions and yep. just make Let, fun of me some more? Let's get into good. the predictions about uh, Curious Beginning. Can I just say, though, also that I'm, like, really glad you feel that similarly as, an, as oh, yeah. a librarian and well, I don't as know, a bookseller? If you follow me on Goodreads, if you go back through, like, my, my years of challenges and stuff, like... I don't know, two or like maybe even two years ago, most of the books on there are like honkers, 400 page YA, like long books, really involved (laughs) series, like these things that take time and energy to devote to. And if you look at this year's Goodreads, I have 97 books and I bet 90% of them are fluffy bullshit romance, (laughs) historical or paranormal. (laughs) Like I honestly don't think... Not that those books are bullshit. The fact that it's like easy and, and right, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, not, I'm not reading Faulkner in here. Like I'm reading them because it makes me happy. Right. And it's like the fact that my mother gave me the option tonight. She said, "Would you like to watch Love Simon or would you like to watch Crazy Rich Asians?" And I picked Crazy Rich Asians because I knew that that one. I was like, I love Love Simon and it's happy and it's awesome, but it has a little less of the traumatic oof to it. Yeah. Then. Love, Simon does. And literally, though, like, that's what we mean by fluff. And mom was like, I I just want something happy. And I was like, Love, Simon's happy, too. And she's like, yeah, but Crazy Rich Asians is pretty, too. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I'm just scrolling right now. I think there's, like, ten books in here. So there's all the books we read in January that you forced me to read. Oh, my God. And then beyond those, there's probably ten books that are not romance novels out of 97. Can I just say, though, I love that that back in January is what made this podcast actually happen. Yeah. I think it was that experiment that we tried, which if anybody cares, back when we did a podcast called YBYA, uh, in January of 2018, we could only read books that we assigned each other yeah it was and torture it was really torture. like way more than this is this yeah that was bad um i think we got through equal numbers right didn't we each read like six or seven um here i have it pulled up right here either um, way it was yeah it was super fun yeah i think we each read seven yeah yeah and it was and so it was the entire month of january and it was a lot it was a lot we were so we got some good books done. out of it though six of crows for me. Oh, yeah. I forgot I made you. you read that. I forgot you hadn't read that till this Mm-mm. January. Nope. You read Crooked Kingdom, right? Yeah. I, oh, I read that right afterwards. Okay. 
Sorry. Okay, we can, we'll stop digressing. Oh, also, by the way, Lee Bardugo <laughs> tweeted and said that we have to read the trilogy before we read King I know, of Stars, I saw. I saw. <laughs> I saw. I For read... all you YA people out there, I'm really mad that she tweeted that out, that it was a requirement. I was like, damn it, I don't want to read the Creation trilogy. But now I got to do it before she gets here on February 3rd. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Now I got two months to read the Grisha trilogy that I don't necessarily want to read because I, I got to go meet her. Which everybody's like, oh, boo-hoo, first world problems. But, but this is not my point. <laughs> I should just get paid to read the books I have to read in order to be knowledgeable about my job. Anyway, we're done. I've read the first one, but I haven't read the second or third one. I haven't read any of them. I think I tried to start the first one several times and I just stopped. It was a flat. It was flat for me. Anyway. But Six of Crows is amazing and she's amazing. I know. She's, she's an incredible author and incredible woman. And an incredible speaker. I heard her speak a couple weekends ago. And oh, yeah. if you have a chance to see her, like, I just had lunch speak, with her. Yeah, shut up. If you have a chance to see her speak, if you don't live in a fantasy world where you get to have lunch with famous authors, where you get to go to lunch with Rick Riordan and you get to go to lunch with Lee Bardugo, uh, and you're a real human being, then go see her if you're a fan of her books. Okay, we're done talking about books that are not this book. Yeah, Curious, curious beginning. beginning. Predictions. Uh, does the MC fall in love? I was right. Kale said. Do Chip. you think, like, from kind of annoyed with each other all the time to tolerable friendship by the end of this book yes i was right you were right i was right but i also gave that one to you so hard yeah you really did but i still was right (laughs) i'm gonna take that point i don't fucking care that's my point i'm gonna take that point because yeah i did i said annoyed to friends yeah and that's true i think they really are friends by the end of it because at the by the end they were like she cared if he died well she cared if he died for sure but also like they didn't they like both acknowledged the fact that they were probably going to be going their separate ways and they were sad about it. And so mm-hmm. she found a way for them not to. Exactly. By starting the museum for the prof- for the guy, and which is so awesome. I think it's great. And they it like so live cute. there and it's so great. Yeah. Okay. So no, I was right about that. You were right. Um, and yeah, I don't care that it was kind of a freebie. And I, I just love, I know it's super slow. But I'm also glad they didn't. Yeah. I was really okay with the fact that they didn't like fuck at the end. Yeah. I did at one point, though, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, my God, are they just going to, like, have a quickie and then not worry about it? <laughs> I was like, no, just don't. They didn't. They, didn't. they didn't. And they didn't They didn't even kiss. Nope. And they didn't even, like, really get close to kissing. There was, like, one instance of, like. No, she kept just commenting on how physically attractive he was. Yeah. Well, and she also kept, like, poking him about sexual things. And he yes. was like, oh, stop talking about this. Yeah. Um, so you can tell they're attracted to each other. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he hasn't had sex with anyone since his marriage so he's that like doesn't surprise me he's like and she's all like woohoo <laughs> it's amazing i love it so much. she's all like what now she's like i need to go travel i love that part so much where she's like i need to go traveling because i'm really just getting the urge here I, know. <laughs> I was like get that woman a fucking vibrator and he's like just don't and then she's like gonna ask him if he masturbates and he's like don't you dare ask me that question <laughs> That's, I think, the other thing that I'm enjoying is just, like, from YA is, like, oh, sex is not terrible to talk about in adult books, which is really nice. Yeah. Oh, God. What was... I saw a trailer for this movie or TV show. Um, God, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically YA, and it's... Is it why... Is it that YA Fifty Shades of Grey one? I think so, where... It's, like, The first time or something. It's called, like... After yeah. the first, after the first, or something like that. It's something like that, and it, it did. Didn't the author say it was a teenage version of Fifty Shades of Grey? I don't know. I don't know if it's a book. Yeah, 
I'm like, it was like a TV show that I saw. It's a TV show? I saw like a, an ad for it. But anyway, I'm forgetting the name of it. Somebody tell me. Um, no, I was thinking of the thing I was, there's, there was a trailer for something and he was, somebody said, God damn it. I don't know. <laughs> We're struggling. But um, anyway, so the, this trailer I saw, it was for a TV show or a movie, maybe a movie. And the, it was like this girl in high school and she like gets seduced by this guy and that's the we're talking about the same fucking thing and then he's like super manipulative yes we're talking about the same okay well i don't remember what it's called but and then i somebody like tweeted about it and they said um like something about this is not gonna be a funny story now because i can't remember what i said but basically they said something like uh you know ya books where like your life is ruined by having sex one time like I like ha- reading adult books where sex positivity is l- is less of a like thing we need to do and more of a thing that just is and exists. I agree. I can't find it. <laughs> Shades of Grey book. I don't remember. I it's think like it's like always is no, not between Shades of Grey. That's not what I'm talking <laughs> about. God damn it, that's a whole different thing. Ugh. No, not first-time porn videos. God oh, God, please it. don't fall into this hole. No, that's bad. <laughs> um, it's just called After. That's a yes! That's what it is! Yeah, After movie trailer, essentially Teens, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's what I was... Yes! <laughs> okay, so now that Michaela and I spent ten minutes Googling, <laughs> she cut it all out of the audio. <laughs> the movie, and I think book... It's called After, and it's, yeah, it's, like, this weird thing. And basically, they were saying, the tweet I saw was, like, teen movies where you have sex once and your life is ruined. Yeah. And so, yeah, I am enjoy- I enjoy reading adult novels where it's, like, that doesn't happen, and also, there's not... Guess what? Sex isn't bad. Yeah, sex is, like, a normal thing, and everyone can just, like, calm the fuck down. Calm the fuck down. Okay, well, we're... this We're on such a preachy train right now. What, um... This is the worst episode. This is episode. what happens when we do it at night. <laughs> um, we're, like, so tired. Okay, um... It's better than early morning. I'm sorry. That that's was the true. literal worst. We're at least lively. That's true. I'll at least have shit to cut out. Okay. <laughs> All right, next question. What tropes do you think you'll see? Kale said... We've already seen a historical lady... Who does not fit in the mold? I also think we're gonna see the trope of a traitor. I okay, someone that we meet that is good, and we think they're good, and then it turns out that they're not. Okay, I was right about this shit too. Yeah, because they're pretty obvious. So you said historical lady not fitting into the mold. Yeah, obviously. Uh, dis- I said he dislike was... to lovers. Yeah, but like that. you know, in, in yeah, the I way we already talked about uh, a traitor. I don't think there was a traitor. The closest thing to a traitor was Mornaday f- being a police officer. Right. Mornaday posing as a horse groom at the circus and yeah, then being a police officer. Yeah, which I don't officer. think counts. I'll even say that. that, that or, probably... or if you were dumb enough not to realize that McClure was a bad guy at the beginning and he was like, I'm going to save you from Stoker. And she was like, nah. Yeah, she she kind of called that one out yeah. too. But I also did say that I thought he was going to be a traitor, dude. Like mm-hmm. I said, he was not good news. So that's okay. Half half of this. Half of that. Uh, and then you said orphan, which obviously that's like you were just pointing out a trope at that point. Yeah, at that orphan. point it was just like <laughs> <laughs> it was like look at this one. I found this one again. I, found I think this these trope. were givens. These were like it was like oh she's a sassy lady. All right, let's get into your 
my terrible. Your... No, you know what? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So the question that this was an answer to, which what was, is there a mentor? And I switched it to like, is she going to be able using? Is she going to be using her um, skills in order to solve this mystery? And I, and I, then you got into your conspiracy theory that I'm convinced that it's part of the secret society, and. Veronica, while he doesn't know what Veronica's involvement is, she is she's not like some chosen one or anything, but she has a piece of information that was passed down from her aunts and her mother that only she has. And I haven't quite decided if it's through her butterflying or not, but it's the reason that her like sh- it's the reason that she and her aunts had to move around a lot is that they were like running away from the bad guys who were pursuing that secret thing that the secret society has to save like veronica yeah so okay but i did also throw out there the one thing that her aunts i did say that her aunts like gave her a thing i I did say it was not her butterfly knowledge which was fucking true yes true and i said it was her aunts giving her something of a trinket of shorts which they they did twice what was the second one for the the button or the 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 compass, compass sure and then the little bunny rabbit Oh, the to mouse. get into the key. Chester. Yep. But they didn't give her Chester. Chester. She has Chester in her baby picture but with her mom. But she still used it. But it was still a... Um, she had a, a token. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, still yeah. counting I, that. Oh, yeah. I give that one to you for sure. When I was reading and I remembered... I didn't remember that when you were doing predictions. And I was like, ooh. But when she got, pulled the compass out, I was like, oh, yay. She got it. I got a thing. <laughs> yeah. So, that, so, yeah. I was right in that the aunts gave her the thing. Which I thought was actually pretty cool and mystery-like. Um... You got the, like, Romeo and Juliet-esque, like, star-crossed lovers-ness of her parents. I did. I did get that they were not allowed to be together. Yes. Um, I just got... Yeah, because so my conspiracy theory was based off of, like, they were... I actually put more emphasis on Stoker's Amazon trip, which we learned nothing about. Yeah, which I... It's fine. It's okay. Allison fucked Thought up. we did. Yeah, no. Um, we don't. We learned nothing about it, and I put way too much emphasis on that. I was right, though, that what's-his-face was important, the guy who died. Yeah. But I was wrong about who he was important to. I thought he was important to Stoker, not necessarily to Victoria. Um, Veronica. Fuck, I'm going to fuck it up every time, Veronica. Um, Well, and you did get one thing inadvertently right, where, because Stoker was saying how... Um, the Baron comes to the Amazon to save him, like, yes. and brings him back. So Which he did. was there and involved with that. Right. It just wasn't like not in the physical same way. saving. And the Baron, the Baron right. saved him from himself. From himself. Yeah. From so his that was pit of kind despair. of right. It was not an intentional. I'm gonna still count it. Um, yeah, I think you should just count what you can. Yeah, count what I can. Which this one I would say this is my second best because Aragon was the best. <laughs> Poison study was a fucktard. <laughs> this one, I at least got like trinkets of things. Yeah. And it was like little sprinklings of, McCandy got these things right. I know. Um, And then. I got to give you a book with a lot of plot in the first five chapters. Yeah, there wasn't one in this. Sorry. I, have to, I need to pre-read the first um, five chapters. I did, though, also get that her dad was important. Yes. And that there was a group that was trying to like overthrow. Didn't I say something about the science rivals? Yeah, you said it was a secret somehow. society of scientists, but it's not a secret society of scientists. It's a secret. It's it's a secret rebellion to overthrow it's, the throne. It's the Irish Catholic yeah. rebellion against the British throne. Right. So it's not so secret. No. Um, but 
No. But, uh... I liked mine. I thought I had a pretty good one from what I was given. Well, and it's actually interesting. So you probably didn't... You may not have picked it up because it's a pretty small part of this book, but... Yeah, tell me about some of those fucking Easter eggs you keep claiming were in there. Well, so that's... This is not relevant to the first five chapters, but there's a part where she's talking to Lady C, um, who... And they're talking about... They're brief. They, she briefly mentions the society that Lady C belongs to. The oh yeah, the Hippolyta Club. Yeah, um, which is like basically a women's scientist club, yeah. and like it's like kind of a secret society esque. Yeah, that Hippolyta Club always reminded me of Gail Carriger. Well, the Hippolyta Club was a real thing, right? But so it's like that existed. So in like, society. I, but that kind ties into your thing a little bit like it like yeah a little bit like it has no relevance in this book absolutely not. but being her veronica becoming part of that club and like you know yeah um becoming having more influence after learning who she is does become part of the story i'm sure yeah i just really didn't see this as like an anastasia story in the slightest yeah well and it's not really because she's like i don't give a fuck well it is it is like the DreamWorks Anastasia story. Because Anastasia gives it up and says, no, I don't want this. Yeah, that's true. So, But she doesn't in the like actual story, does she? Anastasia was never found. But I oh no, I don't mean like in the like actual. But there not there a book that was written? Oh, then yes. Sorry. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck the, are you talking about? Not the actual about? history of the like, Romanov Anastasia family. Anastasia wasn't found. That's a myth. It's no, a no. Thing. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, okay, so. Yeah, so I mean, I got parts of it it was like i got the structure of it but saying that it was motivated by science was wrong and saying that it was like her father was evil was wrong although i will argue that her father killing people sending people to murder her he didn't he didn't no i thought he did so okay so there's the two factions. There's the Irish faction and there's the faction for the crown, which I is... I thought their names were Dauntless and Eurydice. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I don't even understand that reference at all. Divergent. I haven't read Divergent or seen the movies. Or not. You're not making me read that No, book. I'm not going to because I hate them. Yeah, that's what I, I, hate, I thought. I hate the second two. The first one's fine. <laughs> They're called factions. It's fine. Anyway, so the two... Tiger Game has to have factions. Yeah, because factions is a normal thing to say about opposing sides <sighs> anyway <laughs> the two factions in this are the irish who want her as a figurehead for their rebellion and then the um like cops that are working on behalf of somebody not right. her father some female chess master on the royal family side so i don't know that her father even knows that she like I think is I her the fact about the dad not being involved yeah i don't think he's doing anything yeah i think that the cops are reporting to some female member of the royal family that's pulling the strings right and was like kill her if you need to you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> right some ruthless female femme fatale yes um so yeah so i don't think her I dad just put too much stock in the science that's what i think I yeah i think wrong. you yeah you focus on the science rather than the like who are you factor mm-hmm. yeah i did also though call that her father was alive and her mother was dead you did that is true 
I'm taking so many tiny little points right I'm, now. It's I love it. Pathetic. You need them. Um, okay, so then the next question was who's going to die, and I don't think we... I skipped that one because I was like, I don't know anybody. Yeah, like, and you're right. We I mean, nobody else really dies. No, nobody else really dies, and we weren't introduced to anybody else. Right. If you think about it, we didn't even get Lady C and the brother and like i was like, i love in, the brother i was like unless we kill off the kid or the dog right which we, which didn't, we did not that's why i'm like, saying this is anybody else that's why i'm saying this is like cozy because yeah. one person died it started the mystery and then there's the mystery and then that's it exactly and we got what a train ride to london with him and this like are you my father no but i loved your mother creepy <laughs> it was creepy it's not that creepy yeah, okay okay um the next question was what's the twist Kale said the traitor I definitely and the traitor and her dad that's what I'm gonna say so I think that whatever traitor we get so you said traitor and there was a traitor which which eh, was wrong kind of wrong and the dad is gonna re- reveal to be somebody important so you were right so I was right about that you were right about that um I probably got about 50% of this right you got honestly you got a lot right it just was like couched in so much wrong like conspiracy <laughs> bravado that you're like i'm right about this that yeah. it seemed wrong but I you actually so, got quite a bit right I, I i was so confident in it because i just thought oh for sure it has to do with the science but it didn't it actually has nothing to do with science and all to do with kind of this like old her parentage parentage rules of catholic church shit yeah and rule to the th- like throne succession to the yeah. throne Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is also, it's really, was pretty interesting to me, the, like, very small section of, like, you know, law that we got. Where Yeah, that was kind of cool. I loved meeting his brother. Rupert. He's oh involved. He's involved through the rest. Thank God. I... He tries to steal Veronica because he's like, you're great. <laughs> Actually, is he married? Maybe it's he's not him. Married. Maybe it's another brother. Okay. There's more? Yeah, he's oh got God. a huge family. That's great. No, I loved the brother. Or I think maybe it's that... I'm thinking it slightly wrong, but Veronica's like, your family's fine. And Stoker's like, I hate them. Um, <laughs> I know. I enjoyed I enjoyed that scene with the brother. I, I wanted too. more of him, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that scene with the law where he's like, you know. This actually counts under the church, and this is going to be called by this. And I actually thought that was well-researched and interesting. Yeah, it was a really interesting part where she was like, the Catholic Church would acknowledge us even if the crown doesn't, which means the Irish are going to use it as means, as valid, yeah. as means to start a war mm-hmm. um okay so why is this story from the mc's perspective kale said because she's special somehow not again no magic powers no like chosen one shit all right i was what you said I you said she has some kind of information so <gasps> she because she's the only one who can prove her parentage because she's the only one with the key to the things with the marriage oh, and she's the only one <laughs> so you you said it in a different context but you were right because because she was the only one who had the access to the lockbox that's true that that had the marriage certificate that proved that she was legitimate right and it's not, not even her birth certificate she needs the marriage certificate. she has both I, I, right but <sighs> yeah so she did she had information i did do well yeah you were so down on yourself but you did pretty good i did i yeah. 
See, I can guess mysteries, Allison. It wasn't a scientific secret, God but it was. It. it was a royal one. It was a royal secret. A royal pain in my ass. Okay. Um, sorry, I had to make that joke. No, yeah. So she was she was the one who had that information, um, and she had no idea that it was there. So it had to be from her perspective because she was the one who had to retrieve it and yeah. had to decide what to do with it, which ultimately was to not destroy it. Right. And she's the one who is the problem of the story. Right, exactly. So she... Her existence is a huge issue. Exactly. Which, again, is very Gail Carriger. Yes. In that, like, in the um, Soulless books where Alexia, Ter- Alexia Terabody, like, her whole existence is the reason Well, and I think about the a same lot of problems. Thing. Yeah, I think about the same thing about her daughter, too. Alexia's daughter. Yeah. And how her existence is an issue. I still need to read Custer I know, protocol. I want to get competence, too. <laughs> or, yeah, c- competence. God. Because the, the second one's coming out. Um, next year. I know. Or the fourth one, whatever. Whatever. The second in that duology. Mm-hmm. Read Gail Carriker. That's the message that's for the this. Message that's the message for Gare today. Car- that's how we became friends. It is true. Yeah. I made you read Gail Carriker. And I was like, Allison, this is amazing. <laughs> Which is also, it's funny because. Which is also the first romance I ever read. Yeah. Because I, I hesitated. Like, like first adult romance. I will say that I was reading romance beforehand. What, in terms romance. of the YA romance and right. following that genre. But it was the first adult romance I ever read. And it's a true romance. It's a yep. happy for now romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because that recommendation is one that I don't give lightly because it's such a weird book series. But you knew. You knew. I was like, I think she'll like these. <laughs> <laughs> and then two years later. Um, okay, so. What else? Do we have any last predictions? That there I was made? their last question, which is like your general one. So it was other thoughts. Um, what other stories does this remind you of? So actually, we didn't do other stories. but No, I did say Soulless. I did say Gail Carriger. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. Okay, so Kale said. Okay, so I think. Here's what I think with him going going on my theory that I've got here. So I think that he was a lord. And I think that he was kind of like a rich kid that didn't necessarily know what he was doing, and he decided he wanted to go to the Amazon. Okay, so to recap what you said, because I have it written down, yeah, yeah. and so that you remember, you said um, you predicted who Stoker was. So you said Stoker was a rich, bored kid that was mentored by Max, and Max used his money to fund an expedition. Yeah, okay, but we don't, I don't know if that's true or not. It's like, not. It's not, it's not. No. Well, they talk about, they talk about Stoker running away from home when he was 12 to, and joining the circus. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, like, learning he, how to throw knives and running yeah. and joining the circus, which I'm sorry, still, I don't understand why that was even in the book. It was a solid. It was most of the book. It is, it is two thirds of this goddamn motherfucking book, and it didn't need to be in there. I honestly think that the. <laughs> That thud was the book, me throwing it on the table. I honestly That's probably why I was most upset, is because I feel like that book did not start until they got back to London after running away. Yeah. I honestly think that part of the book, again, like, because this is all introduction, wasn't a way to introduce us to Stoker's character. Don't care. She could have done it in a goddamn sentence. Of course she could have done it in a different way. You're not the author. You can't make that decision. (laughs) But, and I, I don't know. I like the circus part. It's fun. No, it was not. It was boring. Yes, it was fun. I want to find out. Hold on. Dressed and thrusting a cup of tea under my nose five minutes before we leave. That's chapter 13. It's like chapter 17 or something. Yeah, that's a problem. (laughs) 
when they like when he fights Colosso. Yeah. And then he ends him. Yeah. Although, but I see, I wanted to know more about like, I remember there being more about the circus people than there was. I don't feel like I got a lot. I got the girl that was trying to seduce him. I got the con- uh, the the conjoined twins, one of which was a dick, one of which only played music, the colossal dude, and the guy who wasn't actually a horse handler, who was really a policeman. And there was Lionel, the lion guy. And then there was like... Okay. And then there's a bearded woman. Or a really fat woman. Yeah. And th- and then there's like the backstory of why they all hate or why some of them hate oh, him. Oh, because of baby Alice. Yeah. Because he helped a woman with no legs become instead a mermaid? of. A uh, <laughs> Helped her become a mermaid in a freak show instead of a, a adult baby in a freak show. Which seems like an upgrade <laughs> to me. It seems so stupid. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry. This book could have been cut in third. A third of it just could have gone. It needed, it needed to be a little novella. Stoker's Circus Life. The little novella. Stoker's Circus Circus Life. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you thought he was, you know, being used, basically. Yeah. Which is not true. Nope. Um, He he, just kind of got dragged into this on accident. Yeah, basically, I think, so he was actually a, like, renowned natural historian. Yeah. Bunch of shit happens when he's in the Amazon, a lot of it having to do with his wife. I didn't think, I I didn't get anything else right, right? That was it. Yeah. You yeah. said, but you said, which we don't, did not really find this out, but you said his love was like traitorous. And which that, I still think is true. It is true. Okay, cool. Um, She betrays him in a way. Yeah. So cool. in a lot I, of ways. I, I'm going to give myself a solid 60% on yeah, this I one. Yeah, I think you get, I think you get, you know, that's 60%. I think that's right. I think that's good. I think that works. I think a 60% is, is pretty solid for a shit six chapters that i was given <laughs> hey i give you an extra chapter you did it would have been so much worse <laughs> had you not good yeah God. you wouldn't have even known the baron was dead if no, i hadn't given you the sixth chapter i would have been like what the fuck is this mystery no it's true there wouldn't have been a mystery if you no, hadn't given me that you extra would have been chapter. like this book means nothing and is nothing it is nothing it's <laughs> nothing it is nothing so that's all of our questions woot you did pretty good pretty good and like i said i think it's gonna end up being one of those series that i pick up when i need a brain break when i need to not be reading for work or something that i don't need to think through a lot where i can pick it up and put it down easily yeah well and and if you as the listener like really character centric really witty characters yeah the dialogue is great it's well written it's funny i think i laughed out loud at least a dozen times and really admired the characters and their dialogue. It really was a like to me. I, I saw it as a TV show. Yeah, yeah. And her other series is the same way. Um, I think I like the the male lead in this series better, but it's the same kind of like witty rapport. So Kales, yeah. What am I gonna read next month? Let's see if you can predict it. <laughs> I don't think I can. No, probably not. But we're gonna go for it. So, are you going to give me clues? Yeah. Okay. I'm um, it's YA. Okay. It is old YA. How old? Um, like Harry Potter old? No, but it's like OG YA. It's not like Tamora Pierce old. Uh-uh. Not that old. Like, at least 10 years, though. Okay. Probably close to like 15. Okay. So far, I've got nothing. Is it contemporary? Nope. Oh! <gasps> Yeah, it's at least 10 years old. It's 13 years old. It's not contemporary. And it's not contemporary. I'm giving you a dystopian. Oh, shit. 
dystopian that I haven't read? Yep. That's 13 years old? Yep. It's by one of my absolute favorite authors. <sighs> and the fifth one just came out this year. Oh, what? Okay, I have no idea. Uglies by Scott Westerfeld. Uglies? Yep, we're going to read Uglies by Scott Westerfeld. Okay, um, I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a nice little blast from the past. Um, yeah, wow. I, That's, it seemed, the age of books, like, blows my mind Yeah, sometimes. 2005. <laughs> I mean, I remember when everyone was reading that book. Right. And, and like... I thought, because here's the thing. I picked this because, one, you never read it, and that's shocking to me. Yeah. Uh, two, it's one of those books that I read as a kid and read the first two and really liked them. And then when the ending of the second one happened, I threw it across the room and never finished the series. But then I just picked up the fifth one, which is a book that takes place like 16 years after the end of the fourth book extras. a a continuation. So it's like a continuation. It's set in the same world. And I realized how much I missed the world. And I was like, oh, I should go back and reread that series. And then I was like, oh my God, wait, if Allison hasn't read it, we'll make uglies one of our books. Yeah. And you hadn't. And I thought, oh my God, I mean, throwing contemporaries at her. She needs a break. So you get a dystopian sci-fi-esque YA mystery. Why? It's not a mystery. It's just a why book. But. Okay. I'm actually pretty excited. And it's not terribly long either. Yeah. It's not super long. It's Mm-mm. about as long as Curious Beginning, I think. Yeah. It is. Actually, fuck. The paperback is 425 pages. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it seems really well, short. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe. It's a shorter book. The book itself is like a square. Yeah. It's it's little. So maybe it's not a real 400 page. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But I'm excited to reread it, too, because I've forgotten so much about it. I haven't read it in years. Literal years. Right. Over a decade since I read it again. And so that's why I think that your predictions episode is going to be a ton of fun for me. Because I'm not going to... I remember some things. But... I think I feel like I feel like probably most of our listeners have read Uglies, too. So that'll be fun for them. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun for people, too. Okay. Well, Uglies. Uglies for December. December. Yeah. Can I close this out? I think... Just as FYI, I think one of our episodes like is supposed to release on Christmas Day, so oh, we're we might change move that, that shit. <laughs> so our schedule might be a little weird in December, but holidays, uh, yeah. man. No, we'll figure it out. We'll still post things. Um, close us out. It's your episode. I'm Allison. I'm Kales. And keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye. Bye.